The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Kelly here, and today I want to talk about opting out of a career and opting into utilizing your gifts. I'm going to talk about what exactly do I mean by the word gifts, and I'm going to talk about how opting into your gifts will help you manage day-to-day at work, and as usual, I will close with a healing practice to help you to determine what your gifts are and how to build your gifts into your daily life. So first up, what do I mean when I say opting into your gifts or what your gifts are? So a lot of times when I'm talking about opting into your gifts, I mean, what are the things that come natural to you and what are the things that make you passionate or light you up? I had a friend and a very smart person tell me that your zone of genius is the intersection of ease and joy. And what did she mean by that when she said that? She meant that when you are truly working in the best way, you're at optimum peak performance in whatever work you're choosing to do, it is always in the intersection of what comes easy to you and what brings you joy. And that resonated with me. And I I often say that, that for me, what's most important is I do work that brings me ease and brings me joy. I don't want to do work that doesn't make me happy. I also don't want to do work that is outside of what comes natural to me. That doesn't mean that I'm not always learning and I'm not always pushing through discomfort, but that when I'm working in my true zone of genius, it is a combination of what lights me up and gets me excited and also what comes naturally, what is my greatest strength. And so for me, that's where your gifts are. Your gifts are at that intersection of what excites you and what comes naturally to you or comes easy to you. Many people, when they're talking about gifts versus a career, right? Or a passion versus a career, there is a difference, right? If you are pursuing a career, a career is an occupation that you may love and may be passionate about, or you may not be. A career is a chosen occupation or job that you may excel at, you may just be okay at. What can be absent of a career is that passion. Some people have careers that are totally focused on their gifts. So I don't want to say that's not possible. But oftentimes, we live in a world that is obsessed with what you do for a living versus who you are, what excites you, what comes naturally to you. Oftentimes, we are pressured to get jobs that sound good to others 
there's certain occupations and career paths that carry this positive association that somehow you're successful. Career is defined a lot by how much you make, by what letters follow your name, and less about if you're actually good at it or if you actually enjoy it. And so while having a gift or opting into your gifts and having a career are not exclusive, mutually exclusive, they are not necessarily one or the other. Ideally, you want to do both. I know I'm fortunate that I have worked really hard to be able to finally, after years of soul searching and confidence building and boundary setting, really step into what is my gifts and make that also my quote unquote career. So they're not one or the other, but I find so often we are pursuing careers and not really pursuing our gifts or tapping into the potential of what we have and how brilliant we are, particularly as black women. We are the most highly educated demographic, at least in the United States. And yet I wonder how many of us are doing the work we love versus doing the work that pays the bills and maybe sounds good or something we can be proud of to our parents. And so this is all about how to slowly, if you find yourself in that category, slowly alter your perspective in your life so that you are opting into your gifts and also allowing yourself to leave behind the things that create burnout, which is not knowing your value, not living your values. So when we're talking about opting into your gifts, what are the benefits of that? We know what the benefits of a career are, right? A steady paycheck, uh, being able to be maybe proud of what we've accomplished or what our degree says if we are uh, pursuing a career. But here's the thing I've realized about opting into your gifts. And I want to talk about that really being transparent, honest about myself, that initially I chose a career, quote unquote, an occupation. I did choose being, I'm a social worker. I did choose social work based on a combination of decisions. One was that I did want to help people and I did like mental health. But a second piece of it was, it was just the most expedient way to get a degree that could get me to pay my bills. I had other passions and other things I liked in addition to social work, but I thought those things are not going to pay my bills. This is. And if you are a social worker or you're chuckling, social work is not exactly the career you choose if you want to make a lot of money um, or even necessarily pay your bills (laughs) because it's not traditionally a high paying job. But I wanted something that would get me out of school quickly and into taking care of myself and being independent. And I leveraged that with another degree as well at the same time to make me kind of feel like I was well-rounded. All of those things and all of the thoughts that went into choosing my quote unquote career, none of it really had to do with my gifts. And part of it was because at 20 years old, I didn't know what they really were. I knew there were things I liked 
and I knew there were subjects in school that I excelled at, but I didn't really understand what my gifts were other than I really like, you know, European history, or I really like English class and African-American studies. I didn't know beyond that what a gift was. So the next best thing was to figure out what I got A's in or what I seemed like I was good at and just pursue a career in that. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had one extra hour in your day, how would you use it? I know for me, I'd love to read more, spend more time with the people I love, be more efficient in what I do. But the question might be, yes, I'd love extra time, but I don't know what for or how to make that a priority. If you're looking for ways to figure out how to squeeze that extra hour in your day or how to make it a priority, how to figure out what matters most to you, therapy can help you find that. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that having a therapist has been essential to me opting out of struggle. And I would be a hypocrite as a therapist myself if I didn't talk about the benefits of therapy and how much it's helped me personally, but how much I know firsthand it helps others. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched to a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com burnout to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com burnout. Black representation in media means everything to me. Black girl burnout wouldn't exist if I couldn't look to other Black women in this space that came before me for inspiration and education on how to create what I've created. Well, if you're looking for the next generation of influential Black voices, look no further than NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. In this collection, you're going to hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how people have created world-shifting things out of struggle. I just listened to an episode with Tracy Ellis Ross where it talked about how she's iconic and she's our favorite rich auntie. The episode was inspirational and educational and, of course, funny. It is important for us to hear ourselves and to understand the power of Black women and their voices and how much we can truly create. This new series by NPR centers the story of us in a way that hasn't traditionally been done. With Black stories, Black truths you will hear a range of voices as nuanced and as varied as the Black experience itself. And it's also a reminder that our story should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. As I got older and as I got burned out multiple times, as social work is definitely a burnout occupation, I started to realize that part of the reason I was burning out as we've talked about before on this podcast, is I wasn't really living my values. But even beyond that, I wasn't utilizing what I was really naturally good at enough in the work or what I was really naturally good at was being stifled. So, for example, one of my 
greatest abilities and strengths is I am a connector and a collaborator. I really excel at bringing people together, meeting people, connecting people, connecting myself to them and co-creating or establishing a network or a product or building rapport. All those things were came really easy to me. And it made for a natural intersection with therapy. I was a I think a pretty decent therapist because I really could connect with people and I loved partnering with them in their healing. However, because of the career I chose, I often found myself spending less time partnering and collaborating with people in their healing and more time fighting systemic issues and structural issues like getting people secure housing or food, fighting against a system that was telling me, you got to see a person this many times or in this manner, uh, against abuse of patients that I witnessed. I wasn't really utilizing my gifts as freely as I wanted to. And I also was feeling very stifled in my chosen career. I changed jobs as a result and moved around. But what really clicked for me years later, multiple burnout sessions later, after therapy for post-traumatic stress, was that I needed to be first and foremost doing the things that I loved that came easy to me and making so much breathing room for that. And once this started happening, then I realized I was a connector. I'm really good at systems, building systems, being able to adjust and correct systems, particularly when we're talking about workplace wellness and burnout, strategizing. That all lit me up. And when I found myself in jobs that were more aligned with that, and finally, and even when I work now for myself in aspects, I realized that opting into my gifts still got me paid, still made me stable and able to take care of myself, but I became less disappointed, less cynical, and more importantly, less burned out. And here's what I I mean by that. I see nonstop posts on Twitter and Instagram about returning to work and people's anxieties about that. And trust me, those anxieties are well-placed and it is a conversation we need to be having. Remote work versus in-person work, proper compensation for folks based upon their ability versus what the standard has been, which is catering to one type of person, men, and particularly white men getting disproportionately paid than women and women of color and particularly black women, having these conversations about mental health in the workplace, all of those are well-placed. But here's the secret. When you are tapped into and utilizing your gifts day to day, these debates and questions and concerns don't touch you. What I mean by that, I now work in my gifts. I do the things I love. I only try to do the things I love that come easy to me. And as a result, I don't have aching pain about return to work or not return to work. I have decided that in order for me to use my gifts, 
there's a specific way I need to work and I now pursue working that way. So it's not beneficial to me to get into that debate. I no longer have debates about compensation and getting paid my worth, not because that's not an important conversation to have, but my primary focus is doing the things that are in that zone of genius that are in the intersection of ease and joy. And I have found when I've opted into thinking that way, money has never been an issue. I have only grown in my earnings versus shrank. However, when I was focused on a job and a career, these things became central, those concerns. How much am I making compared to this person next to me? What is the state of work every day? They became paramount importance. They became something that I became so fixated on that I was not happy, that I could not be the best at that job because I was too busy thinking about all the inequity and all the things that were happening in that specific place that were bringing me down. So opting into your gifts will put you above the fray of a lot of modern work. And while I'm talking about substantial and again, very real issues about work, there's also just the pettiness of day-to-day work, of working with people you don't like, of working in managerial structures that do not suit you. When you have fully opted into your gifts, the ability to express your gifts daily fills you up in a way that you rise above the pettiness of day-to-day work. So there are benefits to opting into your gifts versus becoming obsessed with a career. And if there are benefits to it, let's talk about how do you get there? How do you figure out what your gifts are? Because so many of us have separated our gifts from our job so that they're not really, we don't necessarily see the recognizable intersection between the two. So the first way to do that is to determine your strengths. And there's a couple ways to do this. There are strength finders. You can just throw that in Google. They'll give you some tests. Some of them are free that you can utilize to determine what your natural strengths are. And they're pretty good and pretty accurate at determining what you like and what you're really good at, what comes natural to you. It's self-reports. You kind of begin to know what you're good at. And then out of your strengths, thinking about what excites you. You may be a really great administrative person, but you may have no love for it. And if that's the case, cross that off the list. That's not going to be your gift. Your gift should bring you joy. It should come naturally. But find the balance between what you're naturally good at and a strength finder can determine and what lights you up. What comes natural to you? Maybe you're a creative, and, but you work a job that's traditional nine to five, but you're a painter. So you might be like, well, how do those skills connect? Well, think about what you love about painting. What is it? Is it the ability to focus in on something and kind of create a vision, bring a vision to life, what's in your brain out on a canvas? Then you may be someone who's really good at strategizing and being a visionary, seeing a problem or seeing an issue and conceptualizing it into life. Whatever it is, peel back the layers on what you think is a natural ability or what's become a hobby that you really love. 
what about that hobby do you enjoy? What is it about that whole process? Is it singing or is it even just putting a puzzle together or being with friends? What is it about being with people? Are you a natural people person, meaning that you are compassionate, you bring out the best in folks? Really peel the layers of those things and you'll begin to see what your strengths are and also what brings you joy. So what is your practice for today? Today, I want you to daydream. You have permission to just stare off into space for a bit and daydream. I really don't think we do that enough. And when you're daydreaming, I want you to think about what your gifts are and think about what does a life look like where you pursue your gifts? What does it feel like? What are you doing? What do you look like while you're doing it? Vision yourself. What outfit do you have on? What does your world look like in every sense of the word? Allow your brain to take a trip and really fill it with the thoughts of what you're good at, what lights you up, and what excites you. And then take five minutes to jot down what that looks like. Where are you living? What are you doing? Who are the people in your life now that you freely express your gifts? that are there. Take time to indulge in this visualization and you will start to become clear about how your gifts will change your life. And it will give you the energy to start pursuing a life that has you opting into your gifts and expressing them fully and opting out of just a narrow view of having a career. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and found it helpful. As always, you can find this podcast across all major streaming platforms. Please feel free to subscribe, like, follow, so that you can catch every episode as it drops. And also, if you feel compelled, please leave a rating and a review. And until next time that we speak, take care of yourself and take care of each other.